the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've been talking about the gifts of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, but have you received the Holy Spirit? Before we continue, let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you, we praise you, we honor you. And Lord, we are desiring the power of your Spirit in our lives. So Lord, I pray that this program will help people in, in seeing that power that is within them. And so Lord, that you will receive more glory and, and the kingdom will be blessed. Um, so, Lord, we love you. We're honoring you. And, and, Lord, we pray for an anointing for this program from your Ruach. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. The Holy Spirit is understood best by Scripture. Wouldn't you agree? And so we're going to look at some scriptures. We've talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if you're a believer in Yeshua, the question isn't, shouldn't be at least whether you've received the Holy Spirit, but is the Holy Spirit working and active in your life? So we talked about my opinion earlier that everyone receives all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. However, the size of the gift differs. Also, some people ignore their gifts, and so their gifts seem invisible. Some gifts disappear because they're not exercised, right? And other people's theology do not support the premise that we all have gifts. And some people feel that the gifts of prophecy and tongues are no longer for today. And some people don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit in their lives, and all this talk about gifts when some people aren't sure about the giver of these gifts. So let's take a look at this. Scripture is clear. When you accept Yeshua as Lord, you receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, 
13 and 14 says the following, After you heard the message of truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, meaning Yeshua, you were sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his possession to his glorious praise. Okay, that should put a smile on everybody's face, right? (laughs) However, there seems to be much difference in believers and the power of the Holy Spirit within them, how they see it. So, I will assume for this teaching, if you have received Yeshua, you have the Holy Spirit within you. However, how do we activate the Holy Spirit as our helper and the one giving us strength to be overcomers? Well, I don't believe Scripture gives us a list of instructions for this. So, What I will teach today will come from my experiences and from Scripture, yet these are going to be my opinions. They are my interpretation. We first have to agree on a basic principle found in Zechariah 4.6. It says, Then he responded to me, saying, This is the word of Adonai to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my ruach, my spirit says Adonai Tzivaot, the Lord of hosts. Well, we must desire to fully use what has been given to us. God's Spirit has been given to us in order to have power. You say power? Well, yeah, power over Hasatan, the enemy. In Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. It seems to me the greatest powers we have from the Ruach HaKodesh, number one, to be anointed to share the good news. Number two, to have the strength to overcome sin and its temptations. And number three, to pray in the name of Yeshua and see signs, wonders, and miracles as we activate the Spirit's fruit and gifts in our lives. Hopefully you agree with all this. So, why are there such differences in the effectiveness of the Holy Spirit that we see within other people, within us, I believe that some of the Holy Spirit's power in our lives depends on our lives and our reaction to the Holy Spirit. So let's begin by looking at ourselves, because we might be blocking what the Spirit of God wants to do in our lives. And, you know, whenever I see a problem, that's what I do first. I look at me. and see what have I done to cause this problem. It's not always me, but, uh, you know, I think we have to look at ourselves first. We should not be blaming others and situations for what we are going through, necessarily. So, I'm going to list six or seven characteristics. Not sure yet how many, <laughs> but these I believe, are blocking our effectiveness 
with the power of the Holy Spirit. So, if you have difficulty in these areas, you might want to write them down. You might want to deal with these things so that when we get to the positive things of how to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that you are not blocking the Spirit from what you want. So, number one is doubt, often caused by intellectual pride. Sometimes our common sense stops us from having spiritual sense. It stops us from stepping out in faith. Doubt and intellectual pride puts limits on faith. So number one is doubt. Number two, religious tradition. Okay. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with religious tradition unless it becomes religious tradition. <laughs> Does that make any sense? In other words, look, when we do things rote, when we do things that never change, we don't want to upset tradition. Sometimes we forget why we're doing these things. And then when it becomes legalistic that we must do these things, then it becomes a stumbling block. So you might think that this is especially prevalent in Catholicism or Judaism, but, but I believe if you look at most organized religion, often traditions take over. So in the beginning, when you start a tradition, we start by doing something because it's going to bring us freedom or it's going to bring us deepness. It, it, it is, that it'll establish something really good. However, doing the same thing every day or every week causes us to often do things by rote. I see it in Messianic Judaism, in the church. I see it all over. It is up to the Holy Spirit within us to continue to bring life and refreshment through those traditions. When a service seems stale, I look at myself first. So though traditions can be a block, oftentimes it's how we deal with traditions that that's blocked. Third block, number three, fear of the supernatural. Supernatural for it, you know, we've heard supernatural is for those with low intellect, right? Or supernatural is emotional or supernatural is like hocus pocus, eerie. Some people even fake the supernatural. By the way, with that, remember, never judge the things of God by looking at the weaknesses and faults of people. You got that? It's a key principle. Otherwise, we'll always be leaving the very things of God because people didn't shore up to what they should have. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and finally, under fear of the supernatural, we have been taught that the spiritual and the supernatural is fantasy. Maybe not taught directly, but our schools, our culture are focused on the tangibles and make fun of or even vilify what they can't explain or can't see with their physical eyes. Or they can't verify it with their common sense. And what that does is it keeps us from being hungry for the things of God. We can't express our desire for spiritual things because fantasy is not real. So you see how that kind of thought works on our mind? 
Okay, number four, unconfessed sin. We go to great lengths to hide the sin, our sin, from the people around us. But we can't hide that sin from God. Sin keeps us from being close to God. So I would think that it would be true for the Holy Spirit and receiving his power as well. Because Isaiah 59, 2 says, Rather, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So unconfessed and undealt with sin can definitely separate us from God and separate us from the power of his spirit. Number five, these are blocks, right? Okay, number five, emotional wounds. Emotional wounds cause us not to take chances because we don't want to get hurt again because we're wounded, right? It causes us not to trust God and his sovereignty in our lives because if we trusted God, we wouldn't feel wounded like we do. We can't afford to be embarrassed. You know, again, that's kind of not trusting God. Um, Look, emotional wounds continuing within us tell us we are thinking of ourselves more than God or his spirit. Now, you don't want to hear this. In fact, I don't want to hear this. Probably nobody wants to hear this. But when we're dealing with emotional wounds... It's because we think of ourselves more than we think of God. Think about that. Number six. I guess we will have seven. (laughs) Number six, an unyielded spirit. Okay, an unyielded spirit is a spirit that is not willing to yield um, and to, to... situations, people, whatever, and it's caused by fear and and really unwilling to yield to God. Oftentimes, it looks as though a person is not willing to take correction or advice, and, and that would be an unyielding spirit. Proverbs 12.1 says, whoever loves knowledge loves correction, but whoever hates reproof is stupid. Now, I didn't say that. I'm just reading the scripture, okay? <laughs> don't, don't, don't say I shouldn't have used the word stupid, <laughs> okay? Proverbs 12, 15 and 16. A fool's way is right in his own eyes, but the wise listen to advice. A fool shows his irritation immediately, but a prudent person overlooks an insult. So, an unyielded spirit would not overlook an insult. Uh, and, and so our spirits have to yield to the power of God in our lives and changing us and transforming us. And, and he does that oftentimes through other people. So the final thing, uh, which can be a block, is that we lack a sense of love, unity, reconciliation, in our relationships. I'll tell you, how irritating is it for me to hear about somebody, we, we have somebody sick in the hospital now, um, and, and we found out that they have a couple of children who they haven't talked to in over 10 years. I mean, is this crazy? 
This is not supposed to be the life of a believer. We are to reconcile. It talks about in Scripture that we have a ministry of reconciliation. So in, if we're going to show love and be in unity, we need to reconcile. Acts one fourteen seems to be the foundation of Acts 2 with the power of the Holy Spirit coming down. But in Acts one fourteen it says, all these with one mind were continuing together in prayer along with the women and Miriam, Yeshua's mother and his brothers. So you see the power of unity, the power of being in agreement, the power of love, of, of, of you know, just this is what God is looking for in our lives so that he can just unleash the power of his spirit in our lives. So now let's look at what we can do to see the power of God's spirit in our lives. So again, this is my opinion, but I believe it's backed by scripture. Well, let's start with Luke twenty four forty nine. Behold, I'm sending the promise of my father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Wow. There's an expectation here. There is a promise. Are you ready to receive this promise? Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This was God's promise to them. And it is his promise to you and me as well. He wants us to have his power so that we can witness to non-believers for them to come to know the Lord and for the Lord to receive glory. This is God's desire for us. So let's look at the things that will do this. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a promise from God for us to be clothed with power. You have to recognize and agree with this understanding. God's made it a promise, and you are to expect it. Do you believe that God wants you to have the power from the Holy Spirit? And remember, there are three areas that I, in particular, think the Holy Spirit will help us. Evangelism, overcoming sin and temptation, and seeing signs and wonders and miracles. Do you believe that God's promised us the Spirit of God to see those things? Okay. Number two, when someone says that they are sending you a gift, you anticipate its arrival. You're excited about it. So, too, it should be with the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you have excitement about the potential power you have in the Holy Spirit? Are you anticipating this power in your life that you can give God the glory through it? Are you willing to wait for its, ar- uh, um, for its arrival in your life? We should be excited about the opportunity that God wants us to have his power. Now, again, in Acts 1.14, all these with one mind were continuing together in prayer. All of them were in one mind, and that would be number three. So, number three, 
is that we are all to be in one mind. That means love, unity, forgiveness, repentance, reconciliation, and humility. All of that is necessary to be in one mind together, focused on God and his promise, praying together, doing things together, fellowshipping together. Are there people you have something against in the body, in your synagogue, in your church, in your congregation? Think about it. Is there somebody who has something against you? Something you did that you have not repented for? Prayer with expectation is number four. Yet with patience for the gift. We've got to pray with expectation. Psalm 62, 6, My soul waits in stillness only for God, for from him comes my expectation. And also in Psalm 5, 4, Adonai, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I order my prayer before you and watch expectantly. Somehow, I believe we have a role to play in acknowledging, receiving, exercising, and using the Holy Spirit. Look at Romans 8. In Romans 8, verse 5, it says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on all things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Ruach set their minds on the things of the Ruach. For the mindset of the flesh is death. The mindset of the Ruach is life and shalom. Now, that might seem a little circular uh, in the sense that, uh, but well, you know what? Look at it this way. Your mind has to be on the Spirit of God. Is your mind on the Spirit of God? We must keep our eyes on the Spirit of God. We must keep our eyes on the Spirit of God and His gifts and fruit of the Spirit that He wants us to exhibit to accomplish His works and for Him to receive the glory. So, number five is that we've got to keep our eyes on the Spirit of God. This is what we've got to be thinking about. This has to be in our innermost being. And then six, we need to soak in the word of God. John 6.63 says, Yeshua says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Yet some of you do not trust. When we are living in God's word, we activate faith that helps us walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeshua's words bring life to your spirit. Trust in Yeshua and his words. Romans 10:17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Messiah. Well, I'm going to have to finish this next week. Uh, I have a number of other things that I'd want to explain to you about this, but... Uh, if you feel this program has been valuable to you, uh, we'd love for you to help support it 
just go to rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Or if you don't email, call uh, Karen at 813-831-5673. Come visit one of our Shoresh David locations. Find us uh, online at shoreshdavid.org. Check out our Facebook page, Shoresh David Messianic Synagogue. And may the Lord be your first priority. And may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.